Is it okay for Canucks fans to cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers? As my daughter would say, yuck. But here's one thing that won't make you say yuck. Locked on Canucks, baby. Your Locked on Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily High Vancouver. And before we dive into this show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked on Canucks, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free, free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's show, you know, Kyle tells me we got a big comment corner, which is always mm-hmm. exciting. Um, you know, the Calgary Flames also fired their coach. Could they replace their coach with the former Canuck? We know how much they love Canucks. And of course, we gotta we gotta touch we gotta touch on this dreaded question. Is it okay to cheer for the Maple Leafs <laughs> or the Edmonton Oilers? Oh, it makes me sick to my stomach just saying that out loud. But uh before I puke everywhere, Kyle, I'll ask you first, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. And I'm surprised you're not cheering for the Leafs or the Oilers. You know, you're you're a father now. You're a nicer dude. You're probably Canada first, knowing you. You know, I've met a lot of those people around me. The the people who have gotten older in, in life and have children now. And again, they they feel as if uh, they don't have to connect all their hockey loyalty to the Canucks, especially when they're not playing in the playoffs. Because apparently when the Leafs win the cup, they win the cup. These fans from Vancouver. There, there's some of them out there. For real. If a Canadian team wins the cup, they feel as if they're part of that uh, celebration, and it it makes me sick. It doesn't make sense. It, it smells it smells like phony when that happens. I can't help but, uh, but feel away when that happens. Man, Kyle, I, you and I might be on the same page on this one, eh? You know, it's funny. I, they, I talk to a lot of people, most of them casual fans, some of them not casual fans, some of them are pretty intense Canuck fans, and almost everyone I've talked to in my little bubble is cheering for the for the Maple Leafs and Oilers, and I'm just I'm feeling nauseous today, man. I really am. <laughs> Bro, but again, again, uh... let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's again, maybe it has a lot to do with their uh, their nationality. And again, when you get older, for whatever reason, I don't know, like you just start falling in more and more in love with Canada, which is okay because you know when we get older and as we are getting older, I think we appreciate the country that we live in more as well. Because damn, we're just blessed. We're just blessed to be living here. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, you leave the door open for Canucks fans to cheer for these teams when they're in the playoffs because the Canucks suck. It, like you get what I'm saying, bro? If the Canucks were always in the dance, let's say, let's say the Canucks made the playoffs this year. If we got eliminated in the first round, I swear, like less of those Canucks fans would transition over to the Oilers or the Leafs, you know? Yeah. I think that's a great point. And I get that sense too. Like again, some people I've talked to. I'd be shocked if they ever said they were going to cheer for the Maple Leafs or Oilers. But again, now you've had the Canucks out of the dance, not being a contention for a 10 plus year period. And now people are starting to warm up to the idea of like, oh, let's just bring the cup back to Canada. Uh, yeah. so here's my take on the situation. Is it okay for Canucks fans to cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton Oilers? I'm going to go and say yes. You know, if, I'm not cheering for them and, and I'll get into that quickly, but you know, if it makes you happy, if you do want to cheer for a Canadian team in the playoffs, even if it is the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers, if that's what makes you happy, you know, go for it. You know, sports fandom should be should not have Dude. that many rules. That being said, 
you'll never catch me cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Edmonton oh Oilers because God. I believe that sports, you know, to make sports interesting and fun, you need to have a little bit of hate. You need to have a little bit of hate in your blood. If you just love every team, there's no point. There's no point being a sports fan. Okay, it's it's fair just to love the game for what it is, but to really have the intensity and you know really belong to the brethren, which is cheering for a certain team. You know, a team's got to have rivals. Okay, and you know the Edmonton Oilers and Canucks. They've been division rivals for a long time. I, I thought most of Canada was on board with Hayden the Maple Leafs based on having Toronto coverage rammed down our throats for decades now for you and I, Kyle. So, yeah, no, you're not going to catch me cheering for the Oilers and the Maple Leafs. Is it okay for certain Canucks fans to cheer for them? I'm not going to be a fan gatekeeper, man. If you want to do it, go oh, for it. Man. But uh, know that you make me sick. You're a father, man. You're just a nice guy now, man. I wouldn't encourage it at all. I wouldn't encourage it at all. I want to keep all the loyalty to the city, to the West Coast, the best coast of Canada. Save it. And you think Toronto and Edmonton would be cheering for us? No chance. No chance. Especially not Toronto. You yeah. know what they're doing? They're sleeping. They're sleeping. They're sleeping when we're playing. You think they're going to stay up and what? No. They're not going to do it. But here we are, you know, being being nice. I guess, you know, you got to lead with love. You know, we always promote that too, lead with love. But if you're... Not Oilers and, not Oilers and Maple Leafs. No, no, and no, let me say this too, okay? If you're a Canucks fan out there, and you're cheering for the Leafs and the Oilers, right? You're exuding your, is that even a word? I don't even know. But you're using your hockey energy on hoping and praying that those two te teams, uh, you know, excel in the playoffs and move forward. Uh, what's wrong with you? We don't have a lot of that hockey energy in us, okay? There's a lot of things to do in life. And right now, you should be putting all your hockey energy in that 3% chance. But here you are using it for the chance of seeing Toronto and, and Edmonton, again, advance in the playoffs. Save it. Or the three percent chance at Connor Bedard, but you know, whatever. Is, is, am I going to get canceled for that? Because I'm a, a fan gatekeeper. I'm trying to make some rules right now. Just want the city to be more loyal to just the city, especially in the world of sports. Come on, come on. Yeah, come on. for those for the for those fans who you know haven't been paying attention necessarily, that three percent chance that Kyle's alluding to of drafting Connor Bedard, are, they are the eleventh best lottery odds, aka the worst odds among any team with a shot at Bedard. But mm -hmm. hey. Magic, magic can happen. You got to believe in magical things in life. And, um, you know, the Canucks haven't won a draft lot in the entire history, most cursed franchise in NHL history. And again, this uh, draft lottery is next Monday, May 8th. So, uh, Kyle, if, if, if Bedard wins, I already said I'm going to go streaking, but, you know, I'm, I'm a father, so I might not do that. But you and I are <laughs> yeah. definitely going to celebrate, man, when it happens, not if it happens, but when it happens. Yeah. Who knows what will happen uh, that that night if it does happen and i'm saving my hockey energy for that yo i, I kind of again i kind of get it right we've watched such bad hockey over the the last decade plus maybe a lot of people have so much left around that they kind of want to feel uh, a part of the game and to do so you gotta put it out there that you're cheering for one of the teams to win that game i get it i get it i don't get it but i get it that being said i do i do think you can still get a lot out of hockey and still be in the game by just you know, enjoying hockey itself. I've been doing it more, watching more hockey, enjoying the skill. And again, not having to to actually hope that Toronto or Edmonton win this thing. That being said, I will say this. I will say this. I think it's great for the game if Connor McDavid wins the cup, okay? I didn't say the Oilers. I said Connor McDavid. If people are talking yeah. like that, they get a pass. 
Oh, I think that's a cop out. You Kyle, come on, man. You're gonna give him a pass for cheering for McDavid, but not the Oilers. You know, for the Oilers, for McDavid to win, the Oilers got to win. You know, nah, they, nah, they nah, do nah, go, nah. they do go hand in hand. No, 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 It's good for the game. You know, I think uh, obviously he needs more exposure, but just having McDavid win championships, it just adds years and years and years to the growth of the game when it comes to what's actually happening on the ice. And right now, it's super, super, super entertaining. Dude, that that first round, and I know it's still going on. I, maybe there's some recency bias because, again, I'm watching more games now, and I'm, you know, getting myself back into being a real hockey fan. So, again, maybe that's where this bias and the statement is coming from. But that was some of the best sporting, uh, like, levels of sports. Uh, I, I'm at a loss for words that I've seen in a long time. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there's recency bias to a degree there, Kyle. But, you know, for the most part, the, the first round over the past number of years, I think it's just been absolutely electric, entertaining stuff. Um, like even last year, we had Game Seven Toronto Tampa. We had Game Seven Edmonton LA. Like there was some some high drama in the first round last year, but there's just so much parody in in the NHL nowadays that you look at all the wildcard teams. Like I think Winnipeg, if they weren't so busy, you know, pointing fingers at each other, they could have beat Vegas. You know, Seattle beats Colorado. No, they couldn't. No, beats, they couldn't. No, 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 they, no, they could no, have. No, no. Like no, Winnipeg no, no. talent wise, no, no, no. Winnipeg talent wise had the horses to keep up with Vegas, and they just couldn't get out of their own way. Um, but again, this isn't a Winnipeg Jets podcast here. Um, the Seattle Kraken beat the beat the Avalanche. So the Panthers beat the Bruins. The Islanders were an overtime goal away from going to Game Seven against Carolina. Like, you know, parody is alive and well in the NHL. And uh, in terms of the playoff action, I I, I personally love it. You know, I, I love the drama. So uh, hook it into my veins. Give me a little bit more. Uh, Kyle, before we get to break, I'm gonna I wanted to ask you one more question. I think you already answered it. But who would you rather see win the Cup, the Oilers and the Maple Leafs? Connor McDavid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat as you. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's better for the game if McDavid wins it. I just don't know if I can deal with all the incessant Leaf fans that I've come across, and uh, Dude, and okay. the Toronto Maple Leafs just on TV like constantly. You know, it's, I know you're so, yeah. okay. Okay, I'll say this. I'll say this too before we get to break. I, I didn't really have that big of a problem with how how uh, the the fan base there was celebrating, and I even heard that there was uh, cases of beer being sent to the dressing room already. You know. They were celebrating hard in Toronto. Yo, 19 years is a long time. That's not seven years. That's not a 12-year drought. It's not even a 15-year drought. That's a 19-year drought. That's a lot of pent-up emotions, okay? Go go celebrate. Have a good time. Hopefully nobody died or got hurt, you know? Just have a good time. It's all good. You know, when those things happen, it unites people, and it's not for the world. It's not for the world. I mean, the whole world is looking. It's for the city. It's for, the, it's for you and your neighbors. So so celebrate, stick the middle finger to the rest of the world. It's all good. Didn't feel, didn't feel a way about the uh, the over the top celebrations coming out of Toronto after just one uh, playoff round victory. And also, dude, the Canucks could be on that boat too. Okay, it could be 19 years of this still. That possibility is still out there. It's yeah, the truth. It, it's there could funny. be another decade of this. It's sad. It's scary. Yeah, it's funny. I was going to say, oh, the Canucks haven't won a first round since 2011, but I forgot that they won in the bubble three years ago now. So it feels like a lifetime ago. It feels like it didn't really even happen, but uh, it has only been three years since the Canucks won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, you talked about sticking up the middle finger. Speaking of which, the Calgary Flames stuck the middle fingers up at both Brad Tree Living and Daryl Sutter, with Daryl Sutter being fired earlier this morning. On the other side here, I do want to talk about a couple former Canucks coaches and whether they might be the guy for the Calgary Flames. We all know how much the Calgary Flames love their ex-Canucks. But first, 
I need to tell you about a product that I literally use every day. AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me. You want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. That's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It can be hard and expensive to keep track of multiple different supplements and vitamins, not to mention how hard it can be on your stomach. AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Who needs health insurance when you got Athletic Greens? You're back. You're back on Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. Man, oh, man. Uh, we're talking about a lot of things in the world of sports. We've talked a lot about other teams, right? The Maple Leafs, uh, the Oilers, and now we're going to care about who's going to be the next coach, the Calgary Flames. When I say Trevor Beggs is an older person, he's a father, he, he spreads the love. He spreads the love, okay? If I was in charge of the show, we'd be talking about – I'd be talking about Artem Chubarov right now, okay? I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying, man. We can, we can do a show on Artem, Artem Chubarov if you want. That's no problem with me. <laughs> number 13, right? I think, right? Number, thir- number yeah. 13 in your and uh, on the program, number one in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Let, let's talk about it. Uh, Green, Boudreaux, potentially – gonna be calling calgary home maybe who knows yeah i'm, I'm reading between the tea leaves a bit here but uh, I'll, I'll bring it up for a couple of reasons so obviously daryl sutter for those who don't know has been canned by the calgary flames i think he had two years left on a deal that paid him four million bucks per season whoa so nice nice little payday for daryl sutter there as uh as he goes back to the the farm fields of alberta um i'm gonna bring up boudreaux first and foremost because a he's pretty much like the anti-stutter although he's a veteran coach obviously right at 67 maybe even 68 years old by now um mm. but yeah stutter's obviously a bit of a hard ass um not a positive guy very much a systems coach whereas boudreaux is the opposite like free-flowing and i think boudreaux could work in calgary because that team i think they're so structured already that they may not necessarily need a lot of structure they might need a guy like boudreaux to just kind of give him the pat on the back Give him a nice big warm Boudreaux hug and uh, just go forward with things. And then Elliot Freeman actually this morning on the Jeff Merrick show kind of like jokingly suggested Boudreaux as well. So I wasn't the only one thinking about it. So I, I don't know, Kyle, could you see Boudreaux as the next coach of the Calgary Flames? I don't care. I don't care, dude. I don't care, but I can see it happen based on uh, the rationale, right? You said the whole, you know, he's the t- polar opposite. Uh, and that, that interesting point about and the team already having some structure implemented over the last couple of years, maybe a sprinkle of uh, this free flow. Uh, it's all love over here can go a long way for the Calgary flames. But again, I hope that's not the case. I hope yeah. that's not the case, man. I mean, we always talk about leading with love here on locked on Canucks. Mm-hmm. Every day is know that we lead with love 
And uh, Boudreaux also leads with love. And I feel like that's what the Calgary Flames need right now because, you know, some of the reporting coming out is that they weren't necessarily going to fire Sutter, but they did exit interviews with all their players and came to the conclusion (laughs) that they got to can this guy. And that is is a bad sign for a coach. It happens, man. It happens. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, man. I wonder if that's ever going to happen between us, like if we can't stand each other anymore. (laughs) Exit interviews with the boss and uh, we would just be a a big session. Yeah, pretty much, man. I always want to talk about other other teams and third line centers in April. Come on, man. We <laughs> gotta give the people what they want. Speaking of which, you know, last week I did I did want to do the Corey Schneider episode, right? And it was yeah. our worst, uh, like our lowest uh listenership episode <laughs> of the week. Oh yeah, man. Maybe it was the the day of the week, who knows? Uh but Begsy, you 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 did it, man. This is why the, you're the boss. Because you just oh, know how to press the button. Uh... You know what I I've been writing about, again I've been writing about this team for ten years for people who don't uh, don't know my background and uh, I know it gets the clicks I love talking about old stuff but it doesn't really get the clicks then and there maybe I think people might go back and discover that episode because that is what they call evergreen content you know they might Ooh, go back and, and check out that episode maybe uh, in the summer when they're scrolling through Locked On Canucks on their podcast feed or on YouTube so uh, okay. no need to beat yourself up it was a fun episode and, and go check that out. What if the Canucks never traded Corey Schneider? It was a fun episode Kyle and I recorded last week. Speaking of, things that weren't, speaking of things that weren't fun, I would say the Travis Green era in Vancouver had some fun moments, but overall wasn't really a fun era. Now, Travis Green was in the news again last week because he did his first interview in a long time with Thomas Dreads at The Athletic. Talked about some of his regrets coaching the Canucks. I did think about Travis Green for Calgary as well, to be honest. I know he's interviewed for some NHL jobs, hasn't landed anything. Um, and one of the problems with Sutter as well was that he wasn't great with the young guys. And he admitted that he would play veterans. He would take uh, move young guys along really slowly. And in Vancouver, you saw some success with Travis Green and the young stars, right? Pedersen gets put immediately at center. Quinn Hughes goes and plays with Chris Tanov in the top four right away. So I think Green deserves some credit for how he um, developed guys. I think there's some other holes in his development record when you look at his time in Utica and some of the guys who did make an impact or did not make an impact with the Canucks more specifically. Um, I, I know you're going to say you don't care, but maybe I'll ask you between Boudreaux and green, who is more likely to be hired by the flames? If either of them, uh, and which one would be the better fit for the flames? I think Boudreaux. I feel as if that hire is so important that it probably be harder to get green on a shorter term. You know, I think if, is Green that appealing of like a free agent head coach? I don't think so. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Not for a team like Calgary. Oh come! I don't even care, dude. I don't even I'll, care. I I got you out of it for a second though, man. I don't even care, man. <laughs> Speaking of coaching, man, like, uh, did you did you hear what Talkit said about Quinn Hughes? And I think he was on John Scott's podcast. And I got to listen to the whole episode, and maybe we'll touch more on it tomorrow because it's. It's kind of like that that important slash not really important question. But again, it's a really important question. Like who's going to be the next Canucks captain? And he said some things about Quinn Hughes that I kind of I kind of looked at and analyzed. Okay, Rick Tockett on Quinn Hughes' potential being named captain. He's projecting to, to that level. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. Huggy has really kind of made that trajectory to be a captain. What has really made that trajectory to be a captain? Okay, so... Damn, that's a lot. And I think he did also say something about Patterson being super quiet. So yeah, that's that's the one comment I read from the pod. Yeah, um, yeah I'm curious to take a listen, and I, I think we should Me definitely too. chat about it more 
uh, later After in the week if it. more things pop up. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's fascinating, and, and it certainly sounds like by everything we heard based on the end of season media availability and all the reporting that Quinn Hughes is going to be the next captain of the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. That's certainly what it seems like right now. Things could yeah. obviously change. It's a long summer, but at this point, I would be surprised if it wasn't Quinn Hughes, which is kind of crazy to say because I thought and we all thought it was going to be Pedersen. Yeah. I, I got to think about this more before we, re- we really talk about it because right now I'm feeling like, okay, it's fine. That's cool. That's dope. That's the right decision. A D-man being a captain of this team, uh, a little bit a little bit different. That's cool. Uh, we need different. We need change. But let me listen to that episode and l- let's talk about this more thoroughly on, a, on, a, on an episode later this week. For real. I think that's a I think it's a great plan. But for now, let's talk about the the commenters. You know, we're <laughs> nothing without you guys. Shout out to the everydayers. Shout out to everyone tuning in to Locked On Canucks. Let's get to comment corner on the other side. You're listening to Locked On Canucks. You're back. You're back on Locked On Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, your team every day. Shout out to the everydayers. Hey, shout out to the people who are not who are not even here today with us. Okay, we're sending you love too because Beggs and I. Lead with love. We're from Surrey after all. Speaking of love, a lot of comments. Sometimes we don't get the love comment, okay? In the beginning, it was because of my voice. I, I, I almost got fired by the ups, for real. More on that in, in the documentary, okay? For real. It was, things are getting crazy, okay? Things are getting crazy. Uh, speaking of the hate, I think I got a hate comment here, okay? Nelly Furtado and Nickelback suck. Now, on our last episode, we spoke about some Nickelback songs that were just hitters, hitters. And again, this dude, Matt, I think is his name, said Nelly Furtado and Nickelback suck. He also said, didn't your parents introduce you to good music like Zeppelin, Metallica, ACDC, Aerosmith, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Tragically Hip? What the what the F? He swore there, man. He swore there. You your parents failed you. If that's, uh, if that's what they told you to listen to, Nelly Furtado and Nickelback, Nickelback that is. First of all, Stop talking about my mom, all right? Stop talking about my mom, okay? You're talking about my mom. My, my parents failed me. And second of all, dude, you think my, you think my parents, my, my Hindu parents, my Findu parents, straight from Fiji, were like, hey, Kyle, listen to this. Listen to Nelly Furtado. I found that stuff myself on the streets, okay? And third. On, on the streets of Surrey. And third of all, there. and finally, don't you ever, ever, talk about Nelly Furtado like that again That's yeah all. BC's BC's finest Nelly Furtado is an absolute legend um nothing but respect nothing but respect for Nelly um yeah Matt it's funny you say that because you know my parents certainly introduced me introduced me to classic rock but uh my parents hate Metallica they hate ACDC Ooh. they're not big tragically hip fans either so it's funny I mean I, I like all those artists you suggested but uh yeah, my uh, my parents uh, were a little bit pickier with uh, with her classic rock selection. And n- none of those none of those bands have anything on Nickelback, okay? For oh, no, that's no, not no, true. No, 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 no. Holy. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on, West Coast bias, dude. Come on, somebody's got to look out for the West Coast, West right? West Coast bias. I told Matt I'm going to say I'm going to save that West Coast bias for the Canucks, man. No, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to bat for Nickelback that far. <laughs> Yo, I told uh, I told Matt I was going to wear my ACDC shirt today, but I forgot to do so. And I'm happy I I did because why would I Well, I, why would uh, I do something yeah. for Matt after you talked about my mom like yeah, that? Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Come on, exactly. Matt. Come on, Next Matt. comment. Next comment, okay? This is from John. Subscribed. Keep it going, guys. Keep cranking out content, especially now that it's a slow period for the, for the Canucks. It's an opportunity to grow your following. 
as well as honing your skills. What a kind dude, okay? And it's never slow season or when you're following this team, the Vancouver Canucks. It's never slow. It's never slow, man, for real. And Yeah, that, that was literally part of the pitch when they uh, headhunted Kyle not to do this show. It was, you know, the Canucks, there's always something to talk about. And always. we need someone to be exacerbated and, and, and talk about that pain this market feels. So I hope for you guys, uh, you know, someday, and for us too, man, Jesus, I hope that one day we are covering a long, long Canucks playoff mm-hmm. run because, uh, my God, this fan base def- def- definitely deserves it. And uh, thanks, John, for subscribing and listening. Yeah, thanks, John, for the kind words too and just uh, putting some love in there, you know, hoping the best for us too. And if you're watching this, man, it's, it's the beginning of the week. I'm sending you love too, man. For real, have a great week. Uh, get, your, get your goals done. Take care of yourself. Call your mom. Text your mom. For real, spend time with your mom. Live in the moment. And again, for the third time, because we're from Surrey, lead with love this week. Begsy, Kyle, Locked on Canucks. Sign us out, okay, Begsy? All right. Well, this is uh, another episode of Locked on Canucks in the books. It is your team every day. Again, shout out to those everydayers uh, for following along. It's now two months that Kyle and I have been on the job. You know, March 1st was day one. So shout out to the everydayers who have, you know, join the bandwagon uh, along the journey. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. We love you. We hope you come back for another episode. You know, later on this week, uh, I keep talking about player reviews. We will start them this week. I've, I've started the prep work, Kyle. We're going to do it. Um, but got a couple other Canucks or a couple other topics to talk about. Got to touch on those Abisher Canucks and Archie Baines. I do want to talk about Bo Horvat at one point. One more time oh, now that his season is finished. I'll tell you that for free. And we might do another what if episode with uh, with Matthew Kachuk because that guy is making noise right now in the playoffs for those Florida Panthers. But for now, I'm Trevor Beggs. That guy is Kyle Bowen. Make sure you subscribe or follow us for free wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll catch you next time here on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.